Do babies have a natural instinct to sleep? Getting a better understanding of what my partner needed and what my children really needed, that's made a huge difference. Yes, yeah. otherwise I can get a little bit overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, I think lots of parents can relate to yeah. that. You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt. How would you rate your birth experience? Think about it on a scale of 1 to 10, where 10 is wonderful and 1 is traumatic. If you're hovering around the lower figures, chances are your experience of labour is still affecting you and the scars can be physical or mental. Nadine Richardson is the founder of She Births Australia and her aim is to empower women to have the best birth experience possible. Hi, Nadine. How are you? Hi. Good. Um, So traumatic birth, how would you define it? It's definitely within perception of the beholder. So it can be any type of birth experience whatsoever. And we see it on a physical level and on a psychological level. So it's a wound or damage. Um, And physical wounds can heal or they might not. And psychological trauma could be there, but it could also dissipate and dissolve after a period of time. And I think it's really important that we start to to sort of break down the English language because it's not perfect all the time. And I think we bandy that term trauma around a lot, like we bandy the word around love. Like I love my shoes. I love my, you know, my food this way. I love my partner. Um, with trauma as well, I think we can often say, oh, I was traumatized by that. Um, but trauma, we, I think we need to discuss is that that continues on for more than three months postpartum. I think there's shell shock. I think there's overwhelm. There's like, oh, my God, that was an incredibly hard experience that can be um, unraveled within a few months after birth. But after that, I think we're really looking at birth trauma. And we should mention um, that you're not a counsellor. Nope. Uh, a psychotherapist or anything like nope. that. But She Births Australia is essentially, um, you developed it, didn't you, to yeah. try and help prevent this experience Absolutely. I think, you know, there's amazing associations out there to support women who have experienced birth trauma. But I wanted to try and reach people as early as possible. And what I was seeing in the birth room was people being unnecessarily uh, traumatized by birth because they had not been prepared well enough uh, for the intensity and the challenge of the experience or even just the basics of like what was going to happen. You know? Yes, and it is intense. <laughs> it is, right? It's, so it's a big day. It's a very big day. No matter day. how it's going on, it's big. Yeah. That's right. Um, so in your experience, because you worked as a doula as well and you were in that medical, uh, in, in hospital settings yeah. and all the rest of it, um, do some medical practitioners actually contribute to a traumatic birth experience for women? I think they do, unfortunately. I think any person who attends birth... Um, We've all, people who come into the birthing room have different focuses. And so our medical uh, practitioners, our caregivers are there as our safety net and that's their priority. They are there to manage risk, to uh, avoid uh, emergencies and to prevent traumatic things from happening. And so they're looking through that lens and <clears throat> often doesn't mean necessarily that they're going to have uh, the skills or the language or the emotional intelligence to be able to help the woman psychologically process what's taking place or what needs to happen next. And so sometimes 
I've seen women, uh, educated women, I suppose, uh, they've done the SheBirths program, feel traumatised by the way that they've been spoken to. And that can be, or not spoken to, like not uh, being engaged in some informed consent around, you know, what's taking place in second stage, like an episiotomy or forceps delivery, uh, not engaged in that or not spoken to in a clear, compassionate, gentle way. Um, I've seen that done really well and I've seen it done very badly. And when it's not done well, then um, our women certainly come out traumatised. Their minds haven't been able to catch up to what's happened physically and that creates this great disconnect and this emotional confusion. Yeah. I mean, it's it's such a, I'm stating the obvious here, but it's such an intimate experience so to have intimate. a baby. You can't yeah, divorce yourself from what's happening to your body. Oh, so much is going on, right? It's such an intimate experience. Um, and it would just be so great if more and more people could step into the birthing room. Like there's this big like growth at the moment of um, birth photography, which is amazing. You know, Instagram's allowing us to show vaginas and stuff like that. <laughs> I find them pretty confronting. I'm sure some pregnant women are like, whoa, I'll save that for later. But I, I think with all of that, it, it helps us prepare. But unless you've actually been in that space and seen the absolute vulnerability that a woman can feel and has to almost feel to go through the process of opening and allowing birth to come through her, um, yeah, we aren't necessarily well prepared. We can't know it. And that intimacy and vulnerability is there. And we deserve to have someone like a doula who's quite skilled in that um, holding of space and ability to speak to the woman on that very intimate level. And if you have different caregivers and other people that are managing different jobs, their job is very important, um, then, you know, they're, they're not, not going to have that holding and that's going to lead to trauma. Absolutely. Yeah. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Nadine Richardson from SheBirths Australia and we're talking about, I guess, traumatic birth and what that means and it means different things to different yep. people. Um, I think sometimes when I hear people talk about um, traumatic birth experience, a lot of people associate it with um, when women choose a natural path. And they, oh, really? Well, yeah. in terms of um, being very committed to a natural path oh, yeah. and when it doesn't go that way or yeah. even when they c commit to a point where it becomes dangerous. I mean, the conversations around the way we give birth seems to be um, either by the media or by the way people talk about it, divided into this idea of birth wars <laughs> about, you know, there's a correct way to give birth and that is yeah. either without drugs or... Or with a cesarean, you know. It with a scheduled like, Caesar. Yes. From the two ends of the spectrum, like in the Daintree Forest, in a river. <laughs> oh, my God. Free birthing versus a scheduled Caesar and getting your nails done as though that's like the only. There's so many variations in between. And um, the two words birth and war shouldn't really go together. Um, Why do you think there are these? Because I, I think that is a very confusing thing for a woman yeah, to look it's at. it's so horrible. Um, in terms of your choice, it seems like either side, if you go to either side of that pendulum, yeah. um, you're being told how to think and how to behave one way or the other. Um, why do you think those camps are so separate or is it something that it's sort of created by the media? Does it even exist? Oh, I think it definitely exists. I think the mummy wars definitely exist. I think women um, that judge each other are pretty engaged in judging themselves internally 
And I suppose at SheBirth, I just try really hard to have, and we always have had very different people in the room. We'll have people in the space there that are having home births and some in the birth centre, some in public delivery suites, some with private obstetricians, um, some who are choosing epidurals, some who want a water birth. And I think it's really important, and that's why we show different birth stories throughout the program, that we start breaking down the judgment as soon as possible during pregnancy so that we don't come into motherhood when you really need your sisterhood and your community, um, judging each other for the experiences that we've tried to have or we've booked in to have. Everyone's different and everyone knows what they're capable of. Once they've got a bit of information, they should be able to make their own choices. It's our body, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. Regardless of what you choose. Yeah. Um, going back to the idea of a traumatic birth, is there any way of actually preventing it. I know that's what your work is set up to do, but before you go into labour. I think education is key and obviously I wouldn't do it. I went from, you know, yoga teaching into doulaing and I was like, oh my God, we've got to do more. We've got to get in early. We've got to get to education and create this really thorough curriculum to prepare people. Um, I think, yeah, education is the best prevention. Um, allaying our fears about birth. So most women uh, exist, I would say, in a sort of phobic state around birth. I definitely did. Yeah, (laughs) and I think that's growing more and more um, with the power of screens and our access to screen and video. I've definitely noticed that in the 10 years I've been teaching SheBirths, that more and more people are coming in more and more afraid of birth. So we have to get over the big four fears, fear of pain, fear of tearing, fear of how on earth will my partner cope on the day. So we've got to skill them up so that mum can relax about that. And then the fear of what will I do if I can't have the birth experience I want? Like how will I be with myself if I require medical assistance? So principles are just as important as techniques or tools or knowledge. And understanding that conscious involvement in decision-making is actually the biggest Uh, contributing factor to high maternal satisfaction. So if you feel like you were pushed down the conveyor belt of a busy system versus I was able to understand and ask a question, what if we did this right now? Or could we do that? Are there any other options for us right now? Could we just have 30 seconds as a couple to get our heads around what needs to happen right now, please? Thanks very much. All of that is possible in 99% of cases when things don't go to plan. And those little moments and conversations allow the mind to catch up to what's taking place and the heart to and the tears to flow. And that's the beginning, I think, of preventing birth trauma. Are there any other things in your experience that can contribute to a traumatic birth? We've just spoken about medical intervention, lack of education. Absolutely. So lack of informed consent and so on. I think um, trauma begets trauma. And sometimes we have underlying trauma in our body minds and our feeling states, body mind emotions that can come from interruptions in the perinatal period. Like I've seen women who have lost a family member or have had a relationship breakdown and that grief um, 
can be can play out in the birthing room because you've got no barriers anymore. They all get kind of blown apart when you've yeah. When you're birthing, everything unresolved in us comes up, and it's one of those things. It's so hard to process grief when you're feeling growth and um, the body's moving forward, and there can be a state of joy. And I think Jung said, Carl Jung said. You know, a mature human is someone that can exist with the paradox of life. And often we have paradoxical feelings like to fall pregnant can bring about grief too. To birth can bring about grief because there's a death of the old. But sometimes interruptions happen in the perinatal period and that's incredibly hard to process um, when family members pass away relationships break down and of course if we have a history of sexual abuse or sexual trauma um, even on a subtle level I don't think it has to be um, on a gross physical level Uh, we can come from an interesting background I don't want to go into full details we're on parenting tv on parenting radio right now but yeah little subtle things can play out in our own sense of sexual shame or guilt Shame, guilt, grief, those three feeling states, those emotions don't help the birth process unfold. Mm, And you've seen that in your practice. Absolutely. Over and over again. Yeah. Such an interesting topic. Nadine, thank you so much for coming in. You're welcome. Thanks, Siobhan. That's Nadine Richardson. She's the founder of She Births Australia. And if if you want to find out more about this organisation, it's brilliant. We'll put links up on our website. Just head to kindling.com.au. You've been listening to Kindling Conversation. If you enjoyed it, there's plenty more where that came from. Find other stories and interviews at our website. Just head to kindling.com.au.